0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Life Up Here. I am Angie Peters, and today, John is with me. Hi. This is my husband, John. For those of you that do not know, this is a treat. We don't get to do this. You guys are blessed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We don't do this very often. We tried to talk Vince into joining us last minute, but he decided that it was best if John have the spotlight all to himself this morning
1: (laughs) well deserved thank you Vince
0: (laughs) Uh, the the honest truth is he probably knew that you two become we might get very childish that's that's what the truth is people anyway what are we talking about
1: well I don't know how to put a title on it but I'll just start off. I'll tell you on Wednesday, we were at uh, worship practice and um, just a backstory. I-, I love to tell stories, so you'll have to deal with this. Um, when, you're, when you're the sound guy for a worship team, it can get really boring and repetitive when you hear the same songs over and over again. So I was surfing the internet and specifically Facebook. And I was just looking there like amazing things you might not know. And I was like, oh, cool. And so I was looking through it. And one of the things that popped up Was that they somebody had lit a match and put it up against the wall, and you could not see the reflection of the flame. You could see the um, the shadow of everything but the flame, and so I was fairly amazed by that. So I. I sent to Angie, who was actually just in the same room with me, but it was worship practice, so it was loud. So I texted it to her, and we kind of teased each other back and forth. And then all of a sudden, she's like, hey, let's talk about that. So I thought, that's a good idea. Let's do this. And so I want to start off, and um, I want to talk to you about uh, the flame of God, basically. And uh, I'm going to start off by reading uh, John 1 to you, um, 1 through 5. And everybody knows this. And I'm going to read out of the the Passion Translation because, well, I want to. No other reason than that. And I like it. It says, in the very beginning, the living expression was already there. And the living expression was with God, yet fully God. They were together face to face in the very beginning. And through his creative inspiration, this living expression made all things, for nothing has existence apart from him. Life came into being because of him, for his life is light for all humanity. And this living expression is the light that bursts through gloom, the light that darkness could not diminish. Mm -hmm. And I got this picture. I'm a big football fan, especially college football. And I was telling Angie this this morning, you know, when when you're at a a night game at, at a football stadium, some are better than others when it comes to the light. Because some the the light is not as as bright, so you can see all the shadows. You know they're surrounded by lights, but their shadows are shooting off it in, in all different directions like that. But when you when you watch a, a stadium that has really good lighting at night, the the players on the field they have no shadow whatsoever, and so it just it reminded me of God and the way He loves us. Um, His light is all consuming; it just consumes us. There's no room for darkness. All right, the darkness can. The Bible says the darkness can't comprehend the light. Hmm. And so, good. I know, right? And so, uh, it it just it it got me thinking about um, how the way God loves us and how because God is love. The Bible says God is love. I can read that to you. Actually, I have it written down here. Just real quick. Bear with me. Matthew, Mark, Luke,
0: John, Axel. <laughs> <laughs> you may have been raised in the church if <laughs> <laughs> you know cutesy little songs about the Bible okay. books.
1: First John 4. Again in the Passion. We're gonna read 14 through 19. One more page. Okay. Now listen to this. It says, moreover, we have seen with our own eyes and can testify to the truth that father God has sent his son to be the savior of the world. Those who give thanks that Jesus is the son of God live in God and God lives in them. We have come into an intimate experience with God's love and we trust in the love he has for us. God is love. Mm. Those who are living in love are living in God and God lives through them by living in God. Love has been brought to its full expression in us so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment, because all that Jesus now is, so are we in the world. Mm-hmm. Love never brings fear, for fear is always related to punishment. But love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. Whoever walks constantly afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection. Our love for, God, for others is our grateful response to the love God first demonstrated in us. And what I want to uh, hit on here is where it says, love never brings fear, for fear is always related to punishment. But love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. And it may, it just made me think about the way the, the light of God shines down on us. And, you know, when it comes to, like, repentance and uh, forgiveness, Uh-oh. God doesn't need us to ask him to forgive us, I believe he does that for our benefit. Mm. I believe, cause God's a big God guys. God, you know, people are always saying that God can't look on sin. Please stop diminishing the power of who God is. He's not a pansy. He can look on you cause he loves you. He is love. He's light. He's light. His light drowns out all that sin and all that trash anyways. But anyways, when we ask God to forgive us and, and, you know, you know, repentance and all that stuff. It's for our benefit because sin separates us from God. It's our sin. It's us that we're separating ourselves from him. And he, I, I believe that, you know, and I could be wrong. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, but I could be. Um, what I think the reason why he asks us to, to repent and ask for forgiveness is to take that separation that we have between Him and us for our benefit, and ask Him to forgive us. And it's just like a, we have six kids, and they're awesome. Our kids can mess up; they're allowed to. All right, because there's no that there's that that fear of punishment that, that I was talking about is not there with them. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to love them even if they don't ask me for forgiveness. But the problem is, is that sometimes and I'm not specifically saying my kids did anything wrong here, but if my kid messes up and doesn't want to, and is too afraid to apologize, then they'll separate themselves from us. Yes. They'll avoid us. And uh, because they think we're mad, mm-hmm. you know, but the second they say, you know, I'm sorry. And it's like, Oh, it's fine. They are reconciled right back to us right then and there. And it's not because I stopped loving them. They ask for forgiveness so that they, would feel that day came back into the fold with us.
0: Yeah, oh, so good. Does
1: that make sense? And guys, God is love. First Corinthians 13, love is patient, kind, all that stuff, you can look it up. You know, I was going to read it to you, but I don't want to take up all the time here. But uh, God is love, all right? And he's not a partial lover. He's a full time lover. Yes. All right. If I only partially love my wife, sometimes we wouldn't be married for as kill long you. As we, well, there's that, <laughs> you know. And I like to live. <laughs> but if you will recognize in your heart the way that Daddy God, He is our Daddy. All right, the way He loves us, even when you mess up, it'll be easier for you to come back you know, and again, he doesn't, when you mess up, he doesn't look at you any differently. Mm-hmm. All right. And he doesn't, and we do this as a, as a society, we put sin on a pedestal. Okay. He doesn't. Sin's just sin. And guess what? His blood wiped it out. Yes. It does. As far as the East is from the West. How far is that? Long freaking way. All right. Yeah. That's top 10. No, no, Thou shalt not kill you.
0: Yes. Pepper. Pepper. <laughs> You're right. I repent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so anyways that's what I got for right now I could have more
0: that's good that's good it's not good I want to say hi to some people Emma welcome you are so welcome here thank you for being on with us Pepper hello Lisa hi I think I saw my mommy on here too hi mom my mom's on is your mom
1: on? hey mom no I didn't set it up for her oh, she's
0: we'll, we'll catch her up later
1: Facebook illiterate
0: yes it's fine. <laughs> it's fine we'll set her up later this is so good Yes, this is so good. And I think that so right now we know that, you know, you started off talking about the fire of God. This is a hot topic right now is the the fire of God. And people are afraid. They're afraid. And and I think it's because we forget that that God, he's big, he's vast, and he's multifaceted. And so oftentimes it takes his ferocity to get us to turn. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that that you're, you're bringing up the, the love component, because mm-hmm. I personally can get very caught up in the moment and what it is that, that how God is approaching us in the moment and and think that everybody has on their mind that this is love. Mm-hmm. And and I th- that is the missing factor. It's what's right. it's what's missing in the consideration of how God is showing up right now. Because it is intense. Like his fire is intense. Mm-hmm. And and so much of what we've been experiencing is, is people either want to run and hide or they want to get angry right. about mm-hmm. it. And so how I'm asking you because I know that like you carry this very large, tender heart toward people. And mm-hmm. I love that you brought our kids into the mix because there have been times where our kids have done stupid, stupid stuff, but there was something within us that knew we couldn't react. Mm-hmm. We couldn't react in our own, um, in our own emotional capacity that we needed to be wise in the way that we handled it because we didn't want them to feel like they weren't invited in, that they couldn't mm-hmm. come close. And, and I remember one time specifically that, that what God, story
1: you telling? I know <laughs>
0: I know we were teasing our, our oldest daughter earlier. She called, she FaceTimed us and Hi Jeff. Um, and, and What's she up, was, buddy? she was, she, she is the silliest human being I think that has ever walked the earth. And, um and she's always telling on herself things that, that she does that is just out there. But anyway, um it, so we were telling her she should be on this morning. Cause we were going to talk about her. And, um, but so there was this moment where it, she had, she had made a, a, a good size mistake and, I was afraid of, I was afraid of the whole thing. Like I was so riddled with fear and uh, because listen, I'm just going to be honest. I struggle with the fear of man and, um. It, but God, oh my gosh, like I was standing on the outside of something and God said to me, you can stand out here in the outer courts, but you need to understand that. Life is in the Holy of Holies. And if you're not going to enter into this, this situation, into the middle of it, into the Holy of Holies of this moment, you're going to miss out on the life that comes from it. And and I was like, I was so arrested by the moment that I didn't even realize that, that in my heart, I was rejecting his intention for me Mm -hmm. to enter into this and to be a part of, it was hard it was hard and I didn't want to be a part of it. I, I wanted to, I wanted to run and hide. Anybody out there want to run and hide? Um, but, but when his fire comes like that and he's inviting us in to, to the heat of it all. And we want to, we want to turn our backs on it. We want to reject it. And we, we want to, we want to run from it. Don't
1: mm-hmm. because
0: the life is in the flame. And I want, I want to read something. I have referenced this multiple times in the last couple of weeks, and I'm actually going to read it because I think that's wise. Song of Songs 8. We know in Song of Songs, this is a whole love story that is being laid out. And at the very end, this this is what he says. Fasten me upon your heart as a seal of fire forevermore. Why do we need the fire of God? You remember, we've talked about the story of, about David wanting to bring the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem, and he went about it in his own strength, and God was, like, killing people?
1: <laughs> and, and take two... I don't know how to reconcile that. For I don't either.
0: Though. You can't. Listen, there are things that you're just not going to be, be able to reconcile. And here's the deal. Like, I know that there is, like, this juxtaposition for us, Old Testament to New Testament, because we think Old Covenant, New Covenant, that, that Jesus somehow changed god by what he did and that is that is not the truth Mm -hmm. what jesus did on the cross was not to change who the father is it was to to change our minds about who the father is it was to bring us in closer not to change him he has not been changed he is the same we know yesterday today and forevermore he's the one who was is and is to come he has not changed The transformation is taking place in us so we can better comprehend who he is. So he's a living flame of love that we are to fasten on our hearts because like David, we need that flame to hold us into a space of knowing him or else we are going to on that seventh step. We know he took six steps, slaughtered an animal and then continued on. If you didn't get a chance to watch Vince's live, was that on Vince, was that on Monday? I think on Monday, he breaks this down into even numbers, like how many times they would have had done a a sacrifice on this journey into Jerusalem on take two. And um, so we need the flame of love fastened to our hearts so that every six steps we stop, turn, face him, remember who we are and who he is. Listen, we cannot know who we are without intimate knowledge of who he is first. How can I know myself if I don't first know you? There is an intention for him bringing this fire because His love it's a love expression, mm-hmm. even though it's hard. It's a love expression that, that we need right now. Okay, so I'll keep reading. I didn't make it very far. <laughs> Fasten <laughs> me upon your heart as a seal of fire forevermore. This living, consuming flame will seal you as my prisoner of love. Wow. Gosh, that's good. My passion is stronger than the chains of death and the grave, all consuming as the very flashes of fire from the burning heart of God. In other translations, that part that says my passion is stronger, he's talking about his jealousy. I am a jealous God, and I will not allow any other idols, and I will not allow you to enter into an adulterous affair with anything other than me. Like, he is passionate, and he's jealous for our hearts. Place this fierce, unrelenting fire over your entire being. Oh my gosh, what an invitation. Place this fierce, unrelenting fire over your entire being. I mean, just do it right now. Why not, right? Place this fierce, unrelenting fire. I don't know, right now I just kind of see it like these fiery garments that we get to put on. And it's, it's his fierce, unrelenting love. So when you hear fire, you need to hear love. It's his love. Rivers of pain and persecution will never extinguish this flame. Endless floods will be unable to quench this raging fire that burns within you. Do you see why we need this flame right now? We need this more than anything right now. We need this this. Fierce, unrelenting fire over our lives because it is what is going to burn through all the lesser things, all the things that want to come against us. That's why we need it. Everything will be consumed. It will stop at nothing as you yield everything to this furious fire until it won't even seem to you like a sacrifice anymore. Hmm. Robin's here. Hi, Robin.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking... Uh, how how violent love is Mm. Um, you know Angie's threatening to kill me here you know it was a joke but I mean it it was a joke but uh, the way that you know Angie was talking about how David took the six steps and then it says slaughtered but they just killed it Jesus got slaughtered Mm. okay Jesus got slaughtered at the cross for you all right and that's enough. Okay, that's what, love. That is love. What is? What do you always say? Let the uh, you're you're saying. I'm having a brain cramp right now. Me too. Jesus be worthy. Oh, oh the how's it go?
0: Lamb of God is worthy to, to receive, receive the reward of His suffering.
1: suffering. Okay, He didn't get slaughtered, so He could have a religion to play games with. He got slaughtered because he loved you. Yeah. All right. And he wanted the consuming fire of God's love all over you. Okay. Yeah. Cause there was no room for anything else. So he became the expression of the slaughtered lamb or bull or whatever they were slaughtering around David, you know, and I kept thinking, you know, it says that Jesus, uh, well, I don't know if it says it, but in movies and stuff, Jesus is always stumbling when he's carrying the cross. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder, did he stumble every six steps? Oh. I don't know.
0: Hmm.
1: But there's so much symbol, some, uh, symbolism. A, symbolism in everything Jesus did. All right? He had to fulfill so many things, and he did it with a heart of love. Was he excited to get slaughtered for you? I doubt it. hmm but he looked forward to it. I don't even know how to make sense of that because he looked forward to bringing that separation that had been between the Father and us back into oneness. Yeah. You know, and I just want to read one more thing here. It says, and this is just talking about God's love. First uh, John four again, and this is verse 11. It says, delightfully loved ones, that's you. If he loved us with such tremendous love, then loving one another should be our way of life. Mm -hmm. All right. And sometimes the way we love each other can seem violent. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Okay. I will die for my family. It's not even a question. I wouldn't even have to think about it. All right. And I got a large family, so there, there could be lots of opportunities for that. <laughs> I hope not, you know, but they're, that's how much I love them. All right. Now, if you have ever had parents that adored you and loved you, the way God loves is still way better than that. Yeah. Okay. I have a dad, you know, I always, I, when we led youth groups, You know, we'd have to hear all these horrible stories about parents abusing their kids and stuff. And I could never meet them in that place because I had a good dad who loved me well. So I couldn't meet him in that place of not understanding, not getting affection. But I could meet him in a place where I could be that dad and show that affection Mm. because I was raised with a good dad. And you all have a good dad. All right. God is a good dad. I mean, there's some stuff in the Bible. I don't get it. I don't get it, but I know his heart was right. Yeah. And so at some point in time, when I go up and, and I'm going to have a conversation with him because I have a few questions, if he'll let me, I'm going to ask him about these things. Mm. And it might not even be important when I get there. You know, his love might be so powerful and his light might be so bright. Nothing else will really matter. I don't, I might not even have those questions. All right. But if you guys can come to the understanding of the way that you are loved and the way God loves you, when when we're talking about, you know, the fire and it sounds like harsh punishment, it won't even feel like that. It'll just feel like you're getting your crap together. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, let's I want to read this. This is Hebrews um, 12. Now's a good time to go read Hebrews 12, guys. There's just a lot of good things in there that kind of give context to what it is that I believe is happening all around us right now, but I want to start in, in 27. Um, no, we're going to back up 25. Sorry. Um, Hebrews 12, 25, make very sure that you never refuse to listen to God when he speaks for the God who spoke on earth from Sinai is the same God who now speaks from heaven. Those who heard him speak his living word on earth found nowhere to hide So what chance is there for us to escape if we turn our backs on God and refuse to hear his warnings as he speaks from heaven? The earth was rocked at the sound of his voice from the mountain, but now he has promised, once and for all, I will not only shake the systems of the world, but also the unseen powers in the heavenly realm. Now to me, this sounds like an even more severe shaking that is going on because it's not just happening in, in on the earth for, you know, all to see, like, you know, when, when, when Moses and the children of Israel were, were in the, the wilderness, they all experienced the shaking that was going on. And, um, and now it's saying that not only will I shake the systems of the world, but I'm also going to be shaking the things that are in the spirit realm that are affecting us. This is for our own good. And do we feel the residual effect of his shaking in our being? Yes. 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 That's what's happening right now is we are we are feeling the effects of what he's doing for our good. It's for our good. Right now he's too hot to handle, right? But but we we need to be bold enough to say, I will stand nonetheless. I'm going to stand in this fire, even though it is super uncomfortable. And it is anybody else. Wait, where's my hand? Anybody else is (laughs) super uncomfortable. It is. There is a discomfort to what is happening right now. And listen, it's not manufactured. If you feel as if you are in a space right now, and, and this is just something that's being manufactured in, in your house of choice, in the place that you go to, to do church, you can't, you can't manufacture this. This isn't something that somebody has the power to do. This is the living flame of love that's coming close to us. That's an honor, you guys. This isn't something that we should be turning our backs on or, or trying to make sense of or dousing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, we we spent some time praying together. And, and one of the things I felt like God was saying to me before we even started is that he wants the, the, um, the, the fire retardants moved. like like we have smeared ourselves with this fire retardant that, that slows down a fire's burn, a fire's ability to consume everything. Stop. Just allow him to wipe that away. We don't need that. He is not unsafe. Say that. God, you are not unsafe. He's not. He's not unsafe. What are we actually saying? With, with our attitude towards him right now, if we believe that he is unsafe.
1: Have you guys ever watched uh, how a sword is made and how it's put into fire? And it's really neat because going back to the the the, the 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 brightness of God in the shadow, when, a, when the forger takes it out and it, it's bright red and you can see all the shadows of the sword, you still can't see that brightness and then he sits there and beats it to to where he wants it Mm. and it comes out and if it's a done by a right forger it is the strongest steel all right so i want that for you guys be be forged in the fire and come out the strongest steel yeah all right become that strong steel it does it, it might feel like it hurts but a lot of times it's when we're in our mess, we're so comfortable in our mess that changing for good hurts a little bit because we've adapted. We've let ourselves adapt to our crap. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. That could be a book. Adapt to traps. <laughs> <laughs> Brighten it. It's gonna be about 10 pages. Um I don't have big time focus. Anyways, uh, but Yeah, let it happen. Get it over with. Let's get it over with. Yeah. You know? Yeah, okay. And don't, and hold on, don't settle. Okay? Want to jump back into the fire. Yeah. Want to go to a different level. Don't ever get comfortable and think you've arrived. Because I promise you, for one thing, you haven't. And second of all, what a terrible life to think you, I've arrived on this pedestal, I can be taught no more. Where's the adventure in that?
0: Yeah, where is the adventure in that? Exactly. Hmm. Um, we're still in Hebrews. Hebrews twelve twenty-seven.
1: 27.
0: Adept, I bet, is what she's, I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, verse 27. Now this phrase, once and for all, clearly indicates the final removal of things that are shaking. That is the old order. So only what is unshakable will remain. Since we are receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights his heart as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender filled with awe. For our God is a holy, devouring fire.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. I thought I was about to learn something new. Hey, DSP.
0: Okay, so I, I like this part in 28. Since we are receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom, right? We should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights his heart. Now, here's a conversation that Vince and I had earlier in the week. We were talking about all the things that we use to insulate ourselves from God. Now, this, this might hurt just, just a little bit. Worship's one of them. We wrap ourselves up in worship and insulate ourselves from the power of God. Worship, our worship of worship is an idol. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, though, and I do it. I do it. I'll be the first to admit. My hand is off screen. I'm not used to that. Um, I'll be the first to admit that I, I have used, I have worshiped worship. I've used worship to insulate myself from God. I have I have been in a place where I have wrapped myself so fully in worship. In fact, one time I had this I'm encounter. About to out of your chair. I know I'm having a hard time sitting down. <laughs> I one time I had an encounter in the middle of worship. And 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 God was like trying to talk to me and I literally had this thought, God, not right now I'm worshipping you. <laughs>
1: That was a good
0: idea. And then he began to show me what was really transpiring. And he showed me himself in what, to me, what looked like a, a, a bag of waters. Like when a, a woman is pregnant, you know, the baby is held in, in, in a bag of waters to, to keep the baby safe. And he was inside of it. And I was on the outside. And he's like, what are you doing out there when you could be in here? Because what I was busy doing was insulating myself in my worship of worship. And that isn't what this is talking about. Purest worship that delights his heart. Now, before you get crazy and think that Angie is judging your worship, that's for you to decide. That's for you to take the Holy Spirit and be like, mm, am I doing this? How am I doing this? And, and here's the thing, like. About six months ago, God said to me, this was just in our own little personal time. He's like, Angie, you always show up to me wrapped in your gifts. You do know that I haven't given those to you because you need them in my presence. Hmm. We need to make sure that the gifts, the spiritual gifts that he has given us are being used rightly. And not to insulate ourselves from him. He is an all-consuming fire. And I understand the discomfort on that right now because we have really only allowed him to come at us in the last season of time, the last 15 or so years. We have only experienced him in this overtly loving way. He is the loving father. He's a good, good father. And I'm not negating that. I'm just saying we are missing out on a facet of his love by rejecting him as an all-consuming fire. We need to be willing to reevaluate our times of worship. Are we worshiping worship? Are we using that to insulate ourselves? When we come out of worship, are we pulled open? Are we being exposed in our times of worship? Are we bonding with the Father rightly? Or are we just using it to comfort ourselves? Mm -hmm. Worship is to ascribe worth to the Father and to the Son, not to bring comfort to us. In fact, I would go as far as saying that if you're comfortable in worship, you're probably missing out on something. We should be pushing the kingdom forward, which requires my willingness to be uncomfortable. It's really just more of a challenge. I'm not judging you. I'm not. Let him break you open.
1: Hmm. I was just thinking back. We used to go to these things called, uh, I almost said acquire choir the fire. Um, speak of storms. Speak of storms. And we were, I don't even know how it started, but we were so in love with the new adventure yeah. that we would, I mean, they would be doing like serious ministry in their eyes. And we'd be like little kids hovering over starting to see we were running up to the front, watching people get delivered. And we were like in their faces and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I know it made people uncomfortable how free we were. Um, that's OK. I don't really care. But uh, I want that for you guys when we're when Angie's talking about when we're in worship, if you're not running to find that new adventure, if you're getting comfortable, I mean getting comfortable sucks. Can I precisely say that? Sucks. So, yeah. I've said crap twice, so I might as well say sucks. It does suck, you know, and it's sometimes it's hard. And I'm not I'm not gonna uh, act like where we're at right now is the most comfortable thing for me. I am a very, uh, have a very pastoral heart. I love to protect. I, uh, would rather love you. I mean, just, if you go back and watch this, my whole thing start off with was how God loves you. I mean, it really was. And when I, I saw this coming and I saw this switch and it did, actually didn't bother me. I was like, oh, something new. Because I, I love adventure. I don't mind change that much. But my heart immediately went out because I saw uncomfortableness with our people. And my heart for them was to go and wrap them up and hug mm-hmm. them. That And that would have been the worst thing to do. Because we need that fire. We need to be remolded and reshaped Ooh. all the time. And just because if you're not hearing lovey-dovey God, that's your problem. Because what Angie is actually preaching, even though in Vince and Pepper, when they're up there talking and Mike and Christy, when they're talking, that is lovey-dovey God, even though it sounds harsh. That is very lovey-dovey God. Yeah. And we just, our version of love is not. God's version of love, because His love's perfect, and sometimes He just He gets in our business, and it makes us uncomfortable, and we don't like it. Yeah, you know. But He's molding us, He's shaping us, He's refining us in fire. And the harder we push back, the more uncomfortable and longer it takes. Just jump in, hundred percent. Just jump in.
0: You know what it reminds me of. So, you know, when um, a toddler is inconsolable
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you're in public and the only thing you want to do is just get out of there and you're kind of like, it's like wrangling a fish. <laughs> 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 they're sliding out of your arms and they're flailing everywhere, but you just want to get out of there. Don't be inconsolable right now. mm Don't be a toddler throwing a fit. You're far more mature than that. The other thing (laughs) that it reminded me of is um, you were talking about Topeka Storm and how we we did. Like we wanted, we wanted to know like, oh my gosh, what is this? But we were consumers at the time. Mm -hmm. The tools are in our hands now. And so that creates a greater level of discomfort. And I love what Jen is saying. It's only in the discomfort that we will see the growth or transformation and we have to embrace it. So true, by the way. Hi, Jen, We yeah. have to embrace the discomfort that, that we're feeling right now. Mm-hmm. It's okay. If you want to see the transformation take place in your life, you have to embrace the fire. That's the only way.
1: Yeah. We, uh, me and Angie coached a lot of years of basketball, we did it together. We had our own teams and I got the privilege of coaching my oldest son, his senior year. And, uh, there were times I'd push him and he'd get so mad at me and he thought I was picking on him cause he was my kid and not realizing that I pushed everybody that hard because you're a team, you gotta be pushed hard. And when he got older, he was, he said he was watching some game film and he looked back and he said, dad, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't realize that you had the best for me at the, in that moment. And that's just the way it's the same thing with God. You know, sometimes we're that, there are that kid in his arms and we're squirming trying to get out. And I we have, we have a daughter that's a fairly feisty young lady. And, uh, she was kind of like that Lily. And I remember I would hold her and I just look at her like, quit it. And she'd kind of look at me and be like, all right. Sometimes, sometimes it was like, now it's on (laughs) challenge accepted you know but she would look at me and be like okay okay and that's how god is sometimes just let him look at you and go it's fine got this his plans for you are beautiful okay he's not putting you in in a place to call you out and embarrass you publicly right at all he's taking you and he's refining you and it's It can be fun. You can make it hard, but or you could take it and be like, all right, here we go. This is going to be uncomfortable for a second, but when I come out on the other side, wash out. Yes. Because then it's on now. Yes. All right.
0: That's so good. Pepper, I am loving the emojis. (laughs) Our bottles are being burned. (laughs) It is time for some meat. That is so true. It's so true. Listen, if we want to have an effect on the nations. We are called to disciple the nations, and we haven't quite got discipling ourselves down, but we're being called to disciple the nations. Hi, Jody, And um, and that's going to require us to be being held to the fire. Let him do what he wants to do. Sure, it might hurt a little bit, but listen, if we would just recognize, like turn your head to the left and the right, Someone's standing right beside you. Mm-hmm. You aren't alone in this. This is this is a corporate thing that is happening. You can actually hop on any program that's going live right now across the world and hear the same things. This is corporate. God is doing this across the world because enough is enough, mm-hmm. and and He's had enough of of His His bride being smeared with gunk. And, and he just wants us free. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Celebrate the freedom and hear his his good job and well done. There is no mm-hmm. condemnation from God. Yeah, like there isn't. There is no condemnation in this at all. And it's all for freedom's sake. That's one of the things that I was watching um, Emma Stark a couple of weeks ago. And she was doing some serious, intense deliverance. And it was really good for me to see because in the middle it of it, funny. she stopped and she, she addressed the, the situation. And she just said, I, my job is to get you as free as I can. And that's what God is saying too.
1: Yeah. She actually said at one point, she goes, she, I don't even remember what she called out. And she said, you know who you are. Please stand up because I don't want to call you out because it's uncomfortable.
0: She said, it gets a little awkward when I have to call
1: you out, but Guess what? She wasn't doing that because she was being mean or she was trying to like, you know, have a power trip with somebody. She was looking for them to be free. Yeah. You know, and it reminds me, you know, this will be the last thing I'll say and then you guys can do whatever. But uh, when a baby poops their pants and they sit in it too long, they get a rash and then we go to help them and we have to wrestle them because they think oh you're here to hurt me because my butt hurts and we get it cleaned up and we put the medicine on it and then they're like oh ah. you had the best for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know and I was talking about sitting in our crap that's what happens we get rashy and we need some we need some daddy you know or mommy that's the way God is with us he doesn't want us to sit in that and get that rash and be like that yeah his best intention is for us
0: It's an interesting analogy, but I think it
1: preaches. (laughs) It does. That's why I'm only allowed on here every once in a while. (laughs) Hey,
0: we have not withheld from you. I
1: know. That is
0: not the case. I think everybody's waiting for a little bit of John. There you go. (laughs) With that, what else is there to add? Don't get rashy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Got any emojis for that, Pepper? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the poop emoji?
0: <laughs> yeah, let, don't sit in your poop anymore. Let God do what he needs to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's that's that. Will you pray for us? I will. All right. <laughs> yes, John is needed. Oh, Everybody agrees with me.
1: I know. You guys are blessed. <laughs> see you today. Uh, Father, I just thank you for you. Yeah. For being a good dad, and for the way you love us, God help us not to, to continue in our mess, but to, to look forward to you getting in our business. Yeah. To look forward to the way you love us out of that, out of the the crap.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, Father, I just ask that you would bless my friends, everybody that's watching, everybody that is going to watch. God fill their lives full of you. Uh, let your love just radiate out of them. Mm. I bless you guys.
0: Yeah, we bless you. Yep. Pepper, Peppers, there you go, Pepper. She found
1: Peppers it. <laughs> That's good stuff.
0: All right, guys tune in on Sunday morning we will be going live somewhere around 10 30 ish between 10 30 and 45 and we we have had to make some some changes on Sunday mornings to do worship up front which is so fun and um, but we'll be live around 10 30 45 you'll just have to kind of like stay tuned in all right we love you have a blessed weekend
1: bye guys.